The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Up, number 122 for Sunday, September 30th, 2007. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Up. John and I are here at PME uh, in front of the familiar blue snowball, which is the microphone that uh, we've been traveling with for two years now, I guess, to do Think of P-N-M-E. P-N-M-E, Podcast and New Media Expo. That's right. We'll get it right eventually. Yeah. So John and I have been here since Thursday. We have seen it all, done it all, and we'll talk. be able to talk about pieces of it. We've seen some products that we'll we'll talk about certainly and uh had some travel experiences mm-hmm. as promised what what hum am i hearing mm-hmm. why am i hearing a hum oh is your phone ringing john ready with the phone all right okay anyway <laughs> uh so we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about we've seen some things here at the show that we'll talk about product wise panel wise uh just some general vibes of the show we will, you know, kind of keep a, a, a Mac-oriented course, but I know there are a lot of you that are interested in uh, the podcast world in general, so we'll, we'll allow it to veer off the course a little bit that way uh, just to, just to kind of cater to some of that. But let's, so let's talk about the, the, the convergence of those worlds first with a product called Wiretap Studio from Ambrosia Software. It's not out yet. They've been demoing it here at the show. I believe it's expected to be out in the next week or two. They said Tuesday, if which, all goes well which with the Tuesday? final. I mean, are there hamburgers involved in this? Next Tuesday. What, are they going to pay me on Tuesday for hamburgers today? Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Wimpy, right? Was it huh? Wimpy? Yeah, that was the character. Yeah. Wimpy. That's Old right. school. But yeah, we love Ambrosia. They make, uh, you know, Snaps Pro, which I use a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and before this, so it's an upgrade to an existing product. Right, yeah, there's Wiretap Pro, which, which many of you may have heard of, uh, a piece of software that allows you to grab uh, audio and basically record uh, a stream of audio on your Mac. Wiretap Studio takes that to a whole other level, um, and John and I have both seen it. I'm sure we have, because of our, our different backgrounds, have, have probably different uh, interpretations of it, but uh, they, it, it'll grab two channels of audio, which you can mix independently uh, of one another, but... Everything is saved in a non-destructive way uh, with no loss of, of quality. So even if your end result is going to be an MP3, uh, and, and it could, you know, your end result, you might be targeting a 32K MP3, mm-hmm. it's still going to be recorded. It's actually recorded in, in Apple's uh, quick, you know, in QuickTime, the lossless format. Uh, and you can remix the tracks during playback, during recording, after recording, it, they're all stored discreetly. All the effects are done in real time, uh, so you're not you're not changing the source at all uh, throughout throughout the whole process. So, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that really struck me about it, I believe the feature is called Live Preview. Yes. Now yeah. this is something that it's an engineering marvel. I think is me. pretty unique among uh, programs because programs that we use right now, for the most part, you set things up, you you kind of listen to it, and you make sure all the settings are right, and then you record. Right. And you don't know what things sound like. Until you're done. I mean, even if you're listening through earphones and stuff like that, that's not what it necessarily is going to sound like. Yeah. So they have, um, and like an easy mode and a hard mode. So an easy mode, so you know, you take your audio source and then you say, okay, I'd like this to be, for example, a uh, AAC file at this, uh, you know, bit sampling rate, rate right. uh, bit rate. And 
you will then start hearing what it will sound like then. And, you know, you got to keep in mind that different sampling rates, you know, lower sampling rates, you know, things are, you know, things that may be tuned for voice aren't necessarily great for things like music. Yeah. So what this allows you to do is kind of, you know, predict live. Live. Yeah, what it's going to sound like, so you don't have to do a number of different cuts, and uh, you know. Yeah, or... let me let me give you an example. Like like, yeah. let's take this show, right? So we record this show to a lossless format. We record it to AIFF, and then we convert the show down to sixty four k MP three mono, uh, and that's what we ship out to you folks. And and you know we went through a couple of, and so the way we got there was started with the AIFF file, and we. I compressed it down to 128K MP3 stereo and thought, well, that's great. We don't need stereo. We did for a little while because of the whole iTunes thing or the iPod thing, but we don't need it anymore. And thought, okay, well, that's pretty good. Uh, I think I did do a 32K version uh, or you know, a 64K stereo, so a 32K mono version, and we thought the quality on that was pretty bad. So I figured, thought, okay, well, we'll do you know, 64K mono, and, and that'll be great. I didn't try 56K mono. I didn't try... 48k mono. I didn't try 42k mono because I didn't have the time. I didn't want to go through, you know, re-encoding the show in six different formats and then listening through. With Wiretap Studio, you don't have to. It, like John said, it has live preview. So you start playing back the show and you start scrolling through uh, different bit rates, different encoding rates, mono, stereo, and live it changes bit. It's a bit for bit match of what you're going to get when you actually output it that way because it's actually doing the conversion and playing you the converted file. So you, you instantly, and, and it was interesting because we did some tests at the booth, and I always thought, you know, you'd hear a difference between, say, 64 and 48. Frankly, mm. I didn't hear any difference, but the file size gets shorter. So we may, we may use that. You know, we use Audio Hijack Pro here to do the show. Uh, that's what we're using right now. Uh, we also use it, you know, when we're back in, in our element in the studio. Uh, in the studio, I think we're probably going to need to stay with Audio Hijack Pro because it allows us some flexibility that's just not available in any other product. And it really allows us to make everything work outboard and I can mix the show kind of live with a mixer. Um, but for a, a road show like we're doing right now, I think... Wiretap Studio may may become the uh, the GeekGab product of choice, and I, I can't mm -hmm. wait to test it out. So uh, so there you yep. go. So keep keep your eyes on their site. Um, pricing has yet to be determined, um, but they there will be an upgrade path for people that have the older product, and there will be upgrade pricing. And actually, they're going to discontinue the older product once the new one's released. But, Is that um, right? Oh, okay. But they're providing a way for you know existing people who supported the older product to upgrade. So okay. uh, keep your eye on Ambrosia's site and. Uh, and that's yeah. Wiretap Studio. Uh, all right. The next thing we want to talk about, we'll, we'll go through some products first, then we'll get into our, our, our travel stuff because uh, mm -hmm. I have I have a – I promise you you want to wait for the end of the show because I have a, uh, a travel story that I haven't even told John yet because I wanted it to be sp spontaneous here. But yeah. we're going to get into something that you found, John, called Jing. Yeah. So there's a company called uh, TechSmith and, you know, stop by their booth. And, you know, I was saying, you know, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, any of your products, uh, you know, work on the Mac? And they're like, well, you know, not really, except for. Now, the thing is, they will be at Macworld taking one of their products that works right now and uh, okay. is going to be on the Mac. But anyways, so the one thing that they have right now that does work on both the Mac and the PC is called Jing or the Jing Project. Um, they say don't call it a product. Um, you know, you can, you can look at the article. 
um, to read about it. But basically, it is something, it, it's a different paradigm. I showed it to you, Dave. Yep. It, it's something that doesn't do quite what anything else does out there. So it's similar to things like uh, snaps or, you know, a screen snapshot, in that you can either take a picture or um, define an area and then take a movie of it. And, and you can save it locally, so it's similar to products in that respect. Then here's where it gets different. It lets you, if you take a picture, start to mark it up with things like an arrow or a highlighter, things that you may want to do to something if you're going to be sharing it with someone else. Okay. And then you can set up an account on this other service called Screencast, and it integrates very tightly with that. And you can say, well, you know, upload it and share it. And once you do that, you can then take the URL, send it to your buddy through uh, iChat or whatever service you use, and then they can see the picture immediately. So, interesting. I suppose you could cut and paste the picture in Skype and iChat and stuff like that. Yeah, but this adds a yeah. little more. It also it maintains a history of the snapshots that you've taken. That's uh -huh. another feature, and it's kind of unobtrusive. It's uh, it's out of the way on your screen. It you know shows a little thing that kind of looks like a sun in the corner of so the screen. So you you call it the the Jing project, but it is actually it's not like only web based. It is an app that you run on yes. your on your Mac, right? Okay. It's an application. It can do everything saved locally, but you can also send it to screencast.com and then it's online. Okay. And 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 it's all free at least currently. At this point, yeah, I think what what they're doing is it's currently, you know, like a, a research project. Okay. And it's Got intended it. so they don't advertise it really as a screen or image capture utility. They they, they uh, you know, position it as a collaboration utility. And I showed it to you, and I think you were like, hmm. oh, yeah, no, the first thing I, I saw was, you know, sometimes I'm taking screenshots, and, you know, if we've got to do a screenshot for an article at TMO, we use almost almost exclusively use Snaps Pro, right, because it really gives you some flexibility uh, and automates some of it. But when once you've made the capture, there's no editing. If you want to then, like John said, draw an arrow or highlight something, you've got to open up Graphic Converter or Photoshop or, or any one of a number of, you know, image manipulation tools to get in there. With this, it you, uh, admittedly your options are limited with with what sort of modifications you can make, but the arrow, the highlight, well that that's pretty much that, that's the stuff you go towards. So, uh, so there you go. Anything else on Jing before we move on? Nope. All right. This I'm, I'm I I've been I've been uh, a little worried about how we're going to do this here because there is a product we want to talk about. But uh, there was a sponsor slated for this show, and it just so happens that Audio Engine uh, is the sponsor uh, slated for the show that we're doing right now. So Audio Engine is our sponsor. They do have some products that we're going to talk about that we saw here at the show. But I want to make sure we do the sponsorship separate from that. So uh, the, the sponsorship, we are talking about Audio Engine's, one of their latest products, the A2 speakers. Now, you've heard us talk about the A5s. The A2s are... Visually, they're the A5's little brother. Uh, they're they're uh, less expensive than the A5's. They're two hundred bucks, one ninety nine. Uh, very very similar to the A5 in design, but the same wooden cabinet or the you know the same uh, uh, I should say wooden. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the same black uh, lucite, laminate. Uh, yeah, laminate. Thank you. The black laminate cabinet or white. Uh, two speakers in each unit, and these are discrete speakers, separate speakers. Uh, separate units, so you've got a left and a right, each with two speakers in it, a tweeter and a bass, uh, a tweeter and a woofer, essentially. Uh, this has a little port on the on the bottom of the front to help enhance the low end. Um, the uh, the All the controls on these are on the back of the speaker, so you've got uh, eighth inch, i.e. 
iPod headphone size inputs as well as the, the RCA, the red and white inputs that you've got from your old stereo. And then, of course, the output out to the, uh, to the other speaker and, and a volume knob. That's it. Very, very simple design. Uh, I have some of these at home. I've experimented with them a bit, uh, so I don't want to give you a full uh, review of the sound. But, but suffice to say, they, they've got, they do have a very, very full sound. Uh, and and, if you're, and, and a, a, a small footprint, uh, if you're looking for near-field speakers for your Mac, uh, these are... These are well worth consideration at 199 So that's the, the Audio Engine A2 at AudioEngineUSA.com. Now, unrelated to our sponsorship, but related just because we're here at mm-hmm. PME, we want to talk about some of Audio Engine's other products that we saw. So that's, uh, that's what we're moving on to. John, why don't, you, why don't you take it? Sure. Okay. Why don't we switch to... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, there were two things we saw. So they, they uh, announced two new, new products. Um, uh, one is that they are going to have an audio engine subwoofer, uh, the A sub, um, and I have you know a detailed write up. Um, and and actually, that. yeah, that message I, I got so. before was yeah. Brian saying uh, all the other articles are up. So oh, excellent! Our coverage is complete for the show. If okay. you go to the site now, you will see all the articles about everything. But they're basically offering a subwoofer. Um, it's going to be three ninety nine. Um, and now, Dave, you, you actually got some uh, details. Ah, here we go. Yeah, right, so I talk- we got details here. Um- I talked to him about it. Uh, it it's, a, it's an 8-inch... Uh, Front-ported design. Front-ported design, yeah. So it, it's, it's a... Uh, the speaker aims down. There's a port on the front. And it's, it's a subwoofer that you can certainly use with uh, their existing products. The A5s actually have an output for a subwoofer. So you would plug your Mac into the A5 and then the A5 into the, this subwoofer. The A2s do not have a subwoofer output, which means that in that respect, they're very much like any other set of speakers you've got out there. Let's say you want to add an, a, a subwoofer to the A2 or to some existing speakers. Th- this subwoofer can actually sit in line. So you would plug your Mac into the A sub 8 and then into your existing speakers uh, and and it's got the you know the crossover built into it, so it'll it'll take the low end and and focus it into the subwoofer and leave the rest for uh, for your existing speakers. So that, I I didn't check it out. They didn't have one here at the show. Yeah, they didn't, so, they didn't have one. But they so, were they were certainly talking a lot about it. But but what they did have at the show was something very visually appealing, and that was John. Well, we have you know of course now we have the A5 that come in black or white right now, laminate you know shiny case, which yeah. both look really nice, but. They will now uh, be releasing shortly an A5 in bamboo. Yeah, it is bamboo wood, and it looks very funky because there may be some environments where a total black or total white may just not fit in. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was neat. They they uh, availability and pricing is not yet available, but uh, well, they say soon. So okay. okay, that's all I can say right and, now. And and from what they said, again, it's very difficult to to do any sort of uh, audio comparison on a trade show floor, but. Uh, from what they said and, and from what we could tell in our very limited ability here, uh, the bamboo does not change the sonic characteristics of the of the speaker at all. It, it, yeah, so it must it must not it must be thick enough such that it's not you know resonant in, in a way that that would uh, that would uh, change the sound. So. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, the la- I think the last product we're going to talk about at least in, in this phase of the show is. Something that you found, John. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and explain it, and I'll, I'll add some, some perspective on it. Okay. If, uh, well, I think I, it's pretty straightforward. Yep. Um, MXL is the company, and it's something called MicMate. 
and has two connectors. One is, uh, you know, the one that you're familiar with, an XLR connector, okay, which is used on most, you know, on professional microphones, either dynamic or uh, uh, condenser. Condenser. <laughs> Just blanked out. <laughs> you there. got it. Um, and it also uh, provides uh, different uh, preamp settings: uh, low, medium, high. Um, so you and said it, there were two connectors. What's the other connector? Oh, I'm sorry. And the other connector, of course, is USB. Ah. So I'm sorry. So now this brings it. Yeah, this brings it together. So if you have a microphone, XLR microphone, and you don't want to, you know, deal with a mixer and and all of this stuff here, yep. uh, which you know is in our usual setup. Yeah. You get this, and it turns it into a USB device. So and this, I think, opens it up to a whole new population of people that don't necessarily want to get into having to deal with uh, a mixing board and levels and uh, right stuff now, like now that. we've certainly seen USB audio interfaces before uh, mm-hmm. like the iMic and 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 various things from M audio and 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 you know uh, certainly uh, Mackie has has some mm-hmm. but this one's different in its form factor mm-hmm. right it's a it, it's it's basically as thick as an XLR connector mm-hmm. and what maybe 4 or 5 inches long uh, five and a half inches long. So there you go. Uh, so it's it's a you know very very thin. It looks like a little canister, and uh, and and so very very easy to travel with. Not bulky, uh, and I believe it's either battery or bus powered. Is that right from the USB? Um, pretty sure it's bus powered, and okay. it will provide um It'll you know provide, this forty eight oh. volt fandom power which you need on condenser microphones. That's right. Which some of the other products um, do ah. not do. So I think that's uh, for the condenser crowd. Uh, okay. That's important. Okay. Is there uh, anything else? I, I see you said it's got high, medium, and low. Well, gain control. Gain so control. I think that's oh, okay. what the switch here is. So okay. Yeah. Okay. So three settings of gain control, not not infinite certainly, but but probably for what uh, for what would be going on. So there you go. So that that would be an option, say for what John and I are doing right here. If we didn't have the the blue snowball in the mix, a USB mic out of the gate, we could. Uh, Bring you know the, one of these mic mates and maybe a, an SM58 and a Shure SM58 and, and just use it that way. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's great. All right, uh, are we done with that, John? I think we're done with the the products that really caught our eye. If we have some time, we may talk about some other things that aren't necessarily Mac specific. But um, I guess next we uh, I don't know want to go on to uh, I guess some of the sessions. Yeah, Dave, I, or some other things you saw. Yeah, so. Uh, I had I had the opportunity to to do two things this week, which uh, hopefully will carry on. One was the uh, actually something I did last year. Uh, Bill Palmer from iProng uh, organized a panel with uh, to do at the LA Podcasters booth, and it was myself, Adam Christensen, Shelley Brisbane, uh, Mac OS Ken Ken Ray, uh, and Adam Christensen, of course, from the MacCast, uh, and then Victor. Kayeo from, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name last, your last name right. Your name last right? Last mm-hmm. name right. It's been a long couple of days, folks. We're on the wrong time zone. Uh, from the typical Mac user podcast. So uh, this year, the, the subject, similar to last year, was the new iPods, and, and we got into a whole, whole bunch of other things, including the Amazon MP3 deal. I believe if you go to iprong.com, you can find a link to that podcast somewhere. It, the, the conversation, I thought last year's, frankly, from my perspective, I thought last year's was kind of dull, and I wasn't really proud of it. Uh, this year's came together great. Everybody was in great spirits. There was a lot of interaction, and it, it was a fantastic panel. So so much so that we've talked about doing one and perhaps releasing it out to our feeds here maybe once or twice a year and just doing one you know, Skype, Skype style. So uh, go look for that. that was, it was a great panel. There were a lot of intelligent things said, a lot of great perspective. 
Uh, on Friday morning, early, before the, really before everything kicked off, uh, the Association for Downloadable Media had its first meeting. If you are a podcaster, this is something you want to get involved with. And, and I try not to, to wax too poetic about the, the, the other sides of, of my, my business life here, but this is important to all of us as podcasters. Right now, there is little or no standardization among podcasting in terms of how do we measure metrics, what are ad types, how do we make it so that people that want to get into this space, people that want to advertise in this space, people that want to know more about this space can get consistent information from all of us. In the online world, there's an association called the Interactive Advertising Bureau, the IAB, and it does just that. And it's been in existence, I think, for 10 plus years. Uh, and it, it's made things really easy. You sit down with an advertiser, and if they know what the IAB standards are, we know what they are. We, we model our business in a way that makes it work with IAB standards, or at least that we can talk about our business in, in relation to these IAB standards. And it makes the conversation much easier to have. With podcasting, that doesn't exist. So we really need it, and now it does with the Association for Downloadable Media. So that's my, uh, my, my two-minute pitch here. If you are a podcaster, I know we have lots of you listening to this show, please check it out, downloadablemedia.org, and, uh, and, and go ahead and, and join. It's, it's, uh, it, we, Backbeat Media joined. We are corporate members. We joined the, the first day that we could. Uh, I've got my own money into this thing, it, you know, corporate money into this thing. It, it's important. Do it. Uh, it, it will help all of us in the long run. So it'll help. It'll help keep this podcasting thing from from being perceived as a hobby. Uh, not that being a hobby is a bad thing, but if you want to make money with it, well, then it's not a hobby as much, and and it needs some standardization. So that's uh, that's that. All right. So now is the time when the show takes a little bit of a turn. Although that was a bit of a turn, we're going to mm-hmm. keep the turn going. And, we're going to uh, circle We're going to circle back around here. Yeah, John and I, when we travel, we we uh, we always run into things, handy little tips, maybe uh, little experiences, and uh, and so we always share them with you. So if if you haven't been uh, subscribed long enough to to have heard one of our other travel shows or travel bits on a show, uh, this is here we are. So. Uh, there's all, there's all kinds of things to go through. So I'm just going to – I'm, I'm going to start in order, the, the, the out of order a little bit. The, the, Your story? My, no, no, no. Well, I'll tell my story in a minute. The, the um, I needed to know the status of one of my flights. And, you know, I don't have an iPhone, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a trio. So surfing the web isn't really that easy, but I can look at Google. And so I thought, well, I wonder if I just bring up Google on my on my trio – and type in AA471 for American Airlines 471 and hit search, what would happen? And the flight status came up. What gate it was, all that stuff was, bam, right there. And, of course, you can do that from your desktop, too. So it was something I never knew about. I just sort of stumbled onto and, uh, and wanted to share that tip because if, if any of you travel, that, that's certainly information that uh, – Oh, that well, you know, I could uh, – I'm going to throw in a bonus for you here, Dave. Bonus. Um, Not for me, for our listeners, John. Because uh, I was doing this the other day is uh, Google also has an SMS service, a uh, short message oh, of service. And, you know, I, I, fortunately I still have it on my phone here, which was buzzing before. But if you uh, send something, if you text to, I guess it's 466453. Um, which I think you, is Google, right? 4664. 
four, five, three. Yes, that's that's Google. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you type in the airline and the flight number, it will tell you something, I assume, the flight status. Yeah. Well, there you go. So for people that don't have a browser in their phone and just have SMS, like me, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another way to do it. So, uh, yeah, Google SMS is wonderful. I mean, the weather, movies, sports, stocks, uh it, it, it's uncanny how it figures things out. Really handy when you're traveling. Yeah, when you you might not have your you know your your uh, your tether to the world there. Yeah. So now speaking of phones. Yeah. Are we, uh, yeah. So you know, so I just went. Uh, so it was a uh, last week. Uh, went to the embedded conference up in uh, a week before. Um, went to an embedded systems conference up in Boston. Okay. And you know, I was getting ready to leave. Uh, you know, leave the house and packing, and I'm like, oh, you know, I got the uh, the crazer and it has a mini USB port on it, so. You know, I'm just going to bring a cable. I'm not going to bring the dedicated charger because they give you a dedicated charger that has a mini USB on it as well. I'm sure. Like, What's I, the difference? I, I do that with my trio all the time. I'll travel just with the, the USB mm. cable so I can sync and charge and it, you know, one less thing to pack. So. Yeah. So I brought the phone with me and, yep. you know, after maybe half a day or so uh, or a couple days, it started running down to three bars on the battery meter. And I'm like, okay, well, time to plug it in. Plugged it in. And it made the sound that says, yes, I realize I'm connected by USB, but didn't say charging. And I'm like, Oh. Well, your your laptop certainly can power things over its it USB port. It certainly can. And as... you were plugged into power, so there's no right, right, you know, right, issue. Right. Okay. So, you know, whip out the Google Foo and uh, eventually found that there is a bug either on the Apple side or the Motorola side. I'm not quite sure. But there is a, a small program I found called Moto Charger. As soon as you run this little program, the phone immediately says charging. Really? So, Never even Do you knew know that was what, a it, what it does? Does it like send some magic message out the USB port? It may twiddle the USB port okay. on the phone or something. Okay. But, uh, it, I'm not unsure where the problem is because I never had that problem on the PC. Yeah. Anytime I plug it into a PC, so I suspect it may be a bug in the USB. I don't know exactly. I mean, right. I have an article I'll link to. Um, the guy claims it's a Motorola problem, but seeing as how. It works on the P- my PC. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a... Uh, but anyways, the program does what it should, so... Uh, that's awesome. I'll, I'll link to that, and that's... Uh, and I, and I, otherwise, and I, I would have had... It, and I didn't bring my extra battery with me either, usually. Of I course. Don't. So does this... It, you, you have the Crazer. Is this also the case with the Razer? Yes. Oh, From what I wow. saw. And the Razer and the Crazer are very similar. Right, right. In a lot of respects. So yeah, it was advertised as a problem, a solution for the Razer, but it also works on the Crazer. Okay. All right, so I'm going to let you tell your your, uh, your 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 brief little travel snafu story. Well, not really a snafu, but I thought somebody okay. had made a mistake, and they didn't. So, you know, I'm traveling, and you know, I was setting my watch and, uh, you know, looked in the little guide on the back because my the, the first flight uh, landed in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. So I look on the map, and Phoenix, Arizona Don't is Mount... Don't forget Winona. Huh? Sorry. Winona, Arizona? No, just what? keep going. I know Winona. All right, keep She's going. She's pretty good. She's going to go to movies. All right. Anyways, you mean Ryder? No. Anyways, no. tell me later. All right. Get so. Kicks. On Route 66? There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I look, and it's mountain time. I'm like, well, of course it's mountain time. So that means set my watch back two hours, right? Because it's not western time, which is three hours. Or uh, is it western time? or Yeah. Mountain time. Well, no. What's oh, Cal- California? Pacific. Is, is Pacific. I'm sorry. Pacific, yeah. So I set my watch back two hours, and then when we land, my watch is off by an hour, and my itinerary is off by an hour, and I start panicking, saying, oh my gosh, did somebody make a mistake here? I well, kind of, in the did. back of my mind, suspected th- th- what was yeah. going on here, because yeah. uh, when I stepped out, and uh, I think it's the first time I've ever been in, in Phoenix uh, okay. for a connecting okay. flight. Certainly, uh, certainly the first time you've ever been in Phoenix for a connecting flight in the summer. 
yes at this particular time of year because so I walked out and I went to the you know right outside to the US air desk and I said are we in mountain time and she's like yes she's like we're on mountain standard time I'm like okay that explains it yep because everything yep. was an hour off no and daylight was, savings was, time in Arizona I almost thought the Travelocity or US air somebody yeah. made an error and that I was yeah. going to miss my next flight which was an hour you know, yep. a little over an hour away so, I, I wouldn't uh, mind giving up daylight savings time back in New Hampshire I, I would rather have it be be uh, lighter, you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and the, uh, you know, the person there also said, you know, we got enough sunshine in Arizona. We, yeah. don't, we don't need daylight savings time. It doesn't really save daylight, though, does it? I mean, it's not changing the sun. <clears throat> it's not. All right, mm. so. All right, you're so tr- Yeah, sure. so, you know, Thursday morning, I get up, and my flight left Logan uh, in Boston mm. at, uh, at 9.15. And so, you know, and I, that meant driving into Boston, you know, I wanted to get there about eight because I got to park my car and get over. And uh, that meant driving into Boston at, you know, essentially rush hour. So I, I left, I, I left what I would, thought was early enough. It wasn't. Uh, so I wound up getting, you know, I parked my car and then it took a while for the, the shuttle bus at the, the, the place where I parked my car to come get us and bring us to the airport. And I get to the airport and, uh, I, had, I go up to the gate. I couldn't check in ahead of time because, you know, that whole problem with the, the, the stupid no-fly list, I guess. I don't know why. Still? I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't do online check-in. I don't know why. I, I, didn't, I didn't get into it. I was going to get into it with him. And, and so I, I rush up to the, the, straight to the, the desk. And, uh, and, and I said, you know, it was like this, at this point, it was maybe – I had maybe 35 minutes before my flight left. Yeah. And so, you know, at the 30-minute mark – you're done. You can't check luggage or anything, right? And so I was like, oh, thank goodness I made it. And I go up and I say, yeah, hi, I'm you know, Dave Hamilton. And I pull out my wallet and I go to hand him my driver's license. I don't have my driver's license with me. What? I had to copy it for a notary thing that I did earlier this week. And it was sitting on the copy machine in the office. And I, it, I knew it as soon as I went to grout. And I thought, oh, shoot. And you need a form of government-issued ID. Oh, yeah. And you didn't have your passport. And I didn't know, and I didn't have my passport. And so she said, okay, you know, and, I, and so I'm starting to think about, all right, well, I can call Lisa. She can, you know, meet me halfway somewhere. I can, you know, get my license and maybe get a flight later today. And I'm thinking, okay. So, you know, I'm talking through it, and they said, do you have any sort of picture ID? I said, actually, I do. I have a Citibank credit card that I've had for years that I yeah. put my picture on. yeah. And so I gave that to her. I'm like, but, you know, this is Citibank, not the government. I know there's, you know, mm-hmm. the, the line's blurred sometimes, but, but officially, no. And uh, she's like, okay. She says, do you have your Social Security card? I thought, you know, I carried my Social Security card in my wallet for a long time. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I took it out because, you know, all this identity theft or whatever. I didn't want to have that around. Yeah. And so I don't have that. And, of course, I didn't have my passport with me. And, uh, and so I'm kind of standing there saying, well, you know, what are we going to do? And, she, and, and her response was, well... I recommend you check your bag. And I said, well, I don't really, you know, I, I, I'm not how sure why. Get it back? How you going to get Yeah, how <laughs> much we get it back? Yeah, what's going on here? And she says, well, uh, you'll be able, she says, if you, because, because when you go through security, they're going to go through everything you have. And I said, what are you talking about? She says, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll, get, you, you'll get on the flight. And I said, I will? Without, a, without any sort of government ID? And she says, yeah. <laughs> Because you have that Citibank credit card, that's enough of a picture ID for us. Hmm. And they said, but you're going to get the four S's on your boarding pass, which means we're going to treat you like yes. a criminal and, and go through all the mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, and it was the only time that I've actually been happy 
that mm-hmm. that was going to happen because it was the one thing that let me get on the plane. And they were actually very, very nice about it. Logan's great. They, you know, they don't, they don't have enough time to, to screw around with, with, with nitpicking stuff. They do what they need to do and they get past it. Uh, it, it, you know, the, the procedure was maybe added five minutes to my, my travel time. It, it was fine. They, you know, mm. did the swabs or whatever and they patted me down and that was the end of it. And I got on the plane and of course, the next morning uh, here at the hotel arrived a FedEx with my driver's license in it so that I don't have to do this again tomorrow. I was going to say, you're going to get a rental car. Well, that's, that was the thing. A, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I can't rent license. a car today without uh, – got to go see Ultimate Ears tomorrow. And so I can't. You know, I had the car. same thing happen to me. It yeah. was uh, – here's another thing that makes this happen. The 4S's is uh, – I was visiting someone. I flew into John Wayne Airport and I yeah. flew out of LAX. Whenever you fly into one airport and out of another in the same general area, they, they see that as weird. And I had actually just been listening to, uh, I think it was a uh, off off the wall twenty six hundred podcast, yep. and they were talking about the four S's, and I saw the four S's, and it was funny because you know, it, and actually in this case it worked out better for me because the line for regular security was terrible. Oh yeah, and I was even saying to people I'm like, hey, you know what this means? See, I'm gonna the lady's gonna tell me to go that way, and sure yeah. enough, I get up there and she, you know, and that's the thing to me which is kind of lame. It's like. If you're a bad guy and you see these four S's, which are mine, were highlighted in arch highlighter, oh, yeah. wouldn't you leave if you had any ill intent? Yeah. Instead of That's going right. through? Of course. Of course. But fortunately, in this case, because I was in the, the special line, yeah. I got through faster. Because <laughs> there was only one. There was, you yeah. know, and, I, and, I, it was, and, and also the guy, I asked him, I'm like, well, why did this happen? He's like, well, what's your itinerary? And I yeah. told him, he's like, oh, well. Well, that's why. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and your flight's coming up, so we better move the, you right along the here. Thing, so. The thing I hate about it is because I share a name with someone who's on one of the various no-fly lists, uh, occasionally this, ha- this happens to me uh, every time I fly a new airline um, because then they – once they – once the, the, an, a given airline does it once, they cash you in their system essentially. Uh, There's supposed to be but, a way to get purged from that. Yeah, I thought well, that was a formal I've, complaint I've been process through it. Now. I've been through it, and I don't think it's made enough of a difference. Um, but – the, the worst part is when, when I'm traveling with family and the kids have to go through it or, or, you know, not quite as bad as that. The kids have to stand there and watch me go through it. They, they hate it. It freaks them out. I, I tell the kids to start howling. Would oh, that help? Yeah, no, I don't think that would help. No. All right. Oh, it, it was the funniest thing. The timing of it was, was beautiful. John, the other day, you know, I use Vonage, and I highly recommend Vonage to anyone with a quality broadband connection. Uh, it's great phone uh. service. So I use Vonage, um, and Vonage has a cool feature with their voicemail where for an extra quarter per voicemail, I, it will automatically translate the voicemail into text mm-hmm. and email it to me. Normally, the voicemails are emailed to me as WAV files, and, this, wow. and, and with this, along with the WAV file, I get uh, the, the voicemail translated. So I can read the voicemail very quickly on my trio and see who the message is from. And so here I am Friday afternoon at Portable Media or Podcast and New Media Expo, right? Mm-hmm. And I get a call from who? Arbitron saying, Mr. Hamilton, your household has been selected to be part of the radio rating survey. We'd like to call you up and ask you all these questions. And I can't wait to get home. They've actually left me two messages now. Yeah. I can't wait to get home and tell them all about how I never listen to the radio. So that's uh, just podcasts. Well, just they podcasts. Should have, they should yeah. have podcasts. They, sh- they totally uh, should. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally interesting because I just heard about a service. I don't remember. I'm gonna, the exact... I'm, in fact, I'm going to not only am I going to tell them about podcasts, I'm going to recommend that Arbitron joins the Association for Downloadable Media. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So you know, I've seen something. Uh, so you know how you have um, the Google program that uh, 
you know, it'll look at, like in Gmail, it'll look at the text of the Gmail and it'll place ads that are context sensitive. Sure, sure. You know, and some, you know, some people got worked up about privacy issues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. automated. It's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. To me, it's, yeah, it's not someone reading your email. It's a no. program saying, oh, here are the keywords, which right. is, you know, kind of nice. It, it targets, yeah. targets the ads. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a service now of, I don't remember the company, I'll try to find the article, but now this is where it gets kind of concerning is that they'll do something similar to what you talked about, which is they'll listen to your uh, phone call. It's like a right. Skype-like service. Right. They'll listen to your phone call yep. and you Grand somehow Central, get, right? uh, that maybe that's it. Funding it? Yeah. And you'll somehow get context-sensitive ads based on what you're saying. Yeah. Which, now that... Right, it's, it's still the same, autumn, it's the same I guess thing. It's, as long as they don't farm it out to some, you know, right. country yes. where there are poor schmucks actually listening to what you're saying, <laughs> and it's automated. But it, it it gives me a different feel. Yeah. For yeah. um, so I'll find out what that is. But uh, it, it it sounds like a, a trend here. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have the little vamp music, but I, I think we are because uh, that's on the the machine at, at, in the studio. I should put it on here. But uh, I think we're basically done with the content of the show. We have got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, that we usually do while the vamp music is going. Uh, of course, the podcast marketplace this month has the A5 and the A2 desktop speakers from Audio Engine, mm. BB Edit from Barebones Software, one free download from audible.com if you click the right link, and uh, PDF Pen from Smile on My Mac. The podcast, of course, has been downloaded from Cashfly's Great Network. And though we don't have more shows to, to promote, we'll, our, we'll, we'll probably be doing something to promote Macworld Expo that's coming up. I do want to let any of you know that are in the San Francisco Bay Area that Paul Kent, who is the uh, VP of uh, IDG, he's the one who basically organizes all of Macworld Expo. He's uh, he's having a birthday in a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks, October 13th, and uh, and I'm actually flying out and playing with him uh, at, uh, at a club for his birthday. It is open to the public. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to think if I have the name of the club, if I can just talk very quickly here. It is, oh, come on, open, open, open. Why is so mail you know. slow like this? I think it's the King's Head Pub in, uh, in somewhere. No, it's just not going to work. I just don't have it. All right. Of course we'll link to it. Of course I don't. Yeah, but it, there's a, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly link to it in the next show. If, uh, if you don't hear about it, email me, uh, email us, feedback at macgeekgab.com, and I'll tell you where it's going to be. But it's Saturday the 13th. Uh, I think about 9.30 p.m. down in uh, near Los Gatos, I think, maybe further north. It's near the San Jose airport uh, um, because I'm flying in. I have a gig that morning, mm-hmm. then I fly in, I get off the plane, and I, I go do the gig with Paul. So Nice. Um, yeah. You can also contact us at 206-666-GEEK. That's 4335. Um, you mentioned the email address. Um, we always appreciate feedback uh, via... Uh, Podcast Alley, yeah. um, iTunes comments. I really um, like the iTunes comments; they're my favorite. Yes. Go, to, go to iTunes. You can you can uh, you can help the show out a lot by going to iTunes and and commenting on the show. Positive, negative, in between, whatever no, you like just, to say. Just positive. Just. <laughs> uh, hmm. I know I'm missing something here, but you know what? That's that's just how it goes. Uh, that's it. We're done, right, John? We're done. I think can, so. Uh, I can I can play the uh, the the the, the music here. I think I think. We're good. Uh, yeah. So you come see us at Macworld. We may have uh, we may have a, a hotel deal to tell you about. Hopefully in the next week or so. Yeah. So we might be able to get you a nice deal of hotel. Brian Brian Chapman did a bunch of research on that. Hopefully it happens. For a mantle. That's right. 
So if you don't want John to sleep on the street, stay tuned. <laughs> because sleeping on the street, John, causes one little problem. Uh, they don't like it, and, uh, and, and you've got to be careful every night that you don't get caught. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Thanks for staying subscribed. We'll see you next time.